I was always very modest, really didn't think of myself as being particularly smart or unusual. I just thought I was more interested in certain topics than other people, but that sometimes I find a technical subject just becomes absolutely fascinating to me. I can't think about anything else. When you learn a new computer technology, you can immediately put it to work by writing software and be able to do things you couldn't do before. That I'm amazingly productive during these times. I can write amount of software programs that would take a normal person months and months to write and I can just do it in a few days because I'm so excited and driven and obsessed with it. It's always been something unique that I've had. That was a lot of what has made me decide to work with computers because that is what I have done throughout my career. The rule breakers, the rule breakers, the misfits, the misfits, not the status quo, the status quo. This is, this is, this is. Thriller lining, thriller lining. So this week on Thriller Lightning, we have on Michael Atwood. He is the founder of Oshi app. It's a, an amazing app. And uh, I won't get into it right away because I think Michael explains it way better. And uh, just a little background. Myself and Kyle Murphy have started the Austin Bitcoin Club here in Austin, Texas. We've been doing it since about, I think, July of this year. And it's it's been going great. And we have space at Capital Factory, which is downtown in the financial district. And uh, they have a podcasting studio. So we've been getting a lot of Bitcoiners coming in. And, you know, we said, hey, Mike, do you want to come in? <laughs> You're flying into Austin anyway. Do you want to come in and record a podcast for Through the Lightning? He was like, cool, let's do it. And uh, Kyle sat down because Kyle's been having a lot of... Uh, just meetings and just talks here in the Bitcoin space and in the Lightning space and with VCs and with like, you know, everybody that's connected here in the Texas, like mining and just everything Bitcoin here in Texas. And so Kyle brings an, an, an enormous amount of knowledge when it comes to the space. And um, when you have Michael as well, this guy is just, let me tell you. I've interviewed a lot of people throughout my career. His vision for product and his vision for Lightning specifically is pretty far out because there was things that we didn't discuss like in this in this podcasting room that we went and later discussed, you know, before in lunch and afterwards just hanging out. Um yeah, this guy this guy has way more ideas than just Oshi app. And yeah, I'm, I'm just going to leave it there. 
If, if you have a chance to talk to this guy, you probably should because you're going to learn a thing or two. Anyways, enjoy the episode. Also, we also did a uh, extended version of these lightning episodes because, you know, for the for the most part, these these episodes go on for like an hour and a half, two hours sometimes, and I'm left with so much more audio that I'm just like, what do I do with it? <laughs> you know, because there's some good nuggets. They just don't fit within the, you know, the confines of like a 60 minute episode, right? So what I decided to do is throw it up on Thriller Bitcoin and include it with our Thriller membership that we have there. It's like 20 bucks a month. You get this extended podcast of Thriller Lightning plus other exclusive stuff. It's one way for me not to be poor. (laughs) So if you want an extended version of this episode and the extended versions of the first two episodes and the extended versions of future episodes, head over to Thriller Bitcoin, sign up for the Thriller membership. You'll get a private feed of all our podcasts. These are going to be like exclusive podcasts. These are going to be like the ones that aren't going to show up on Thriller Bitcoin here on iTunes and everywhere else on, you know, on Lightning and everything. So, yeah, I think it's a win-win for everybody because this keeps us sustainable and also, you know, helps me like fund Thriller Bitcoin because we don't have ads. <laughs> and I know it's a stupid model. I know, I know, I don't know what I'm doing anyways, but it also helps, you know, keep me from working a fiat job and um, slaving away at that instead of like, you know, dedicating my life to Bitcoin, which I want to do. Okay. With that, let's jump into it. from a high level, it's become apparent throughout the history of of Bitcoin that if you cross Bitcoin, if you don't do what is true to Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin will chew you up and spit you out. That's become very apparent. 
if you're some, you know, I don't know, cantillionaire trying to just dip your toes into the Bitcoin world without actually understanding it, uh, I would say there's a high probability that you're going to step and, and fall hard. That's why I think uh, the Bitcoin loyalists, they're coming up now out of the woodwork with ideas and some, you know, maybe some, some capital to, to spread these ideas off the back of what I almost call like a Bitcoin universal income, <laughs> like as Bitcoin price appreciates, if the, as the value, the purchasing power increases over time, these people are now willing to part ways with some of their precious sats to do what they feel would be in the best interests of, you know, themselves, Bitcoin, humanity. That's a powerful, like, I don't know how you can stop that from happening. So Mike, tell us a little bit about how you grew up. How I grew up. So I grew up in uh, like middle-class family <clears throat> um, in Dallas, Dallas, Texas. Oh, really? Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, Dallas, Texas. So not too far off from Austin. Um, pretty pretty normal life, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm very fortunate. Um, I went to you know a good school. and um, Were you into sports or anything like that? Yeah, or? I actually played golf. Yeah, oh, I was, dude, me I was too, a golfer. Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your high school too? High school golf. You guys are both yuppies. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, it kept me out of trouble. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I probably could have used something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I mean, uh, what did you learn? Like, and this, the only reason I asked is like, what did you learn from playing golf at a young age? I learned so much. Uh, like, yeah. did, you, did you learn some like really good, like, did you have a great golf coach? Uh, no, you know, I would say... Um, I mean, my golf coach was was fine, I guess. Um, ultimately, I guess what golf is all about is it's almost like self-sovereignty. It's like it's you versus the course and there's no excuse. There's nothing you can say or do about it. It's just if you hit a bad shot, that's on you. There's no one to blame. It's just maximum like self-sovereignty, self-reliance. Like you're not relying on anyone else. And of course, they turn it into a team sport, you know, ultimately whenever you're playing in high school. But at the end of the day, it's like, not like your score is your score and and there's no one you can blame for that other than yourself so it does kind of imbue that you know self responsibility uh integrity you know yeah that's interesting that you say that because i literally felt the same way i had i had a golf coach that would always preach that and of course like growing up poor you automatically want to blame everybody else but like my golf coach was like no you're not having that today like he would just not have that. So it was like very much what you said. Yeah. It was like you versus the course. And you could cheat right. if you want. You can you can lie and move your ball, but like you're only lying and cheating to yourself. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, I think it was definitely uh rubbed off on me in some in some way. Yeah. It's an interesting, interesting concept to think about. 
Right. Yeah. We get a lot of Bitcoiners playing golf. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so did you, did you, uh, did you go to college or did you kind of skip that route and go straight to like entrepreneur kind of thing? Or what did you, what did you end up doing right after school? Yeah, I had an interesting, so I went to, uh, Texas Tech University and went to college there and, uh, spent a lot of time there cause I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do. I decided I was going to, you know, get my, uh, business degree, uh, you know, with a focus on management. I really was an entrepreneur at heart just since I was younger, but, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I hadn't found that thing yet where I was like, oh yeah, this is the thing that I want to go after. Um, so what I did instead, once I realized that because I hadn't found that thing yet, I wasn't willing to necessarily just work in a cubicle or I, I didn't find anything very uh, enticing about that that lifestyle and climbing the ladder in, in the you know corporate world. Um, I decided to become a nurse. So I got my business degree. Uh, and then I decided, you know, I'm just going to become a travel nurse and work three days a week. And then four days a week, I can find that thing that hopefully, you know, speaks to me. And it's like, this is what I need to pursue. Um, so a couple of degrees later uh, and, and a lot of uh, college debt, right, unfortunately, um, I've, I stumbled across Bitcoin. Like just like working at like being a nurse at the hospital, like. Yeah, we were looking at charts one day, and then a Bitcoin chart, <laughs> chart came out. Like, what happened? Yeah, you know, I I actually heard from through some friends uh, on my first travel assignment, actually, in you know 2017. It was like hyping, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get rich from this thing. And I started messing around with altcoins, as many people do, and just get wrecked. And then I stayed. I, I started taking a closer look at it, and then saw the deeper things. Uh, <laughs> about it, you know, Bitcoin specifically, right? And then I realized like, holy shit, like this thing is fascinating, you know? And uh, my, my, my like orange pill moment, which is something that I just think is interesting. I read um, Atlas Shrugged. I was actually backpacking. Uh, I was in Patagonia on a, on a you know, uh, on a trip and I was backpacking and I was just listening to Atlas Shrugged and, you know, on Audible, you know, just listening to it. Because it's one thing to just like sit there and just take in nature. But I like to, I don't know, it's so peaceful, like your stroll. I like to listen to things to like expand my mind too, you know, like. So listen to Atlas Shrugged, that was huge for me. I was like, holy. And then I actually was um, backpacking in Yosemite, like maybe a couple months later. And I listened to the Bitcoin standard. So that was like a one-two punch. And I was just so far down the down the Bitcoin rabbit hole at that point after that experience. Uh, there was, I mean, there was just no turn. I just kept going deeper and deeper. And it just happened to work out that way. I just, I stumbled across, I guess, the, what I would consider, you know, a really good couple of books to really open your mind up to the possibilities of Bitcoin and what it, you know, what it actually is, you know, for, for what it's worth. I mean, like, whatever it is, it's just ever evolving, it seems. <laughs> Right. Man, that's amazing. Jump off of like what your day job was and then just go right into building or were you kind of like, okay, let's take a moment here. Cause I know, I know for me, it was like get into shit coining and then dang, I curse. I was like, it's one today. And then, uh, get into that. And then you quickly, how many sets do you owe me now? Too many. And then uh, me and Kyle had this bet where every time I, I'm trying to stop cursing. Not, not a bet, but a deal. A deal. He, he owes me a sat every not, time. Not in writing, but. A sat. Uh, a single sat. Every time I curse. But uh, 
Yeah, like did you did you just immediately jump off and then go right into into what you were doing now, or was it a slow kind of? Yeah, it was a it was a very slow and steady thing, um, and I think that's that's maybe this this low time preference that's been sort of imbued or, or you know something that that Bitcoiners see. I don't know. It's it was very slow and steady because I'm not over here like no, I, I could like come up with this idea and just like try to run with it and just take the plunge, but. Uh, I needed to test it first. I needed to, I, you know, I traveled around to a bunch of different hospitals. I would go around and I would ask like every, you know, coworker that I could, like, if you could earn Bitcoin, like, what would you do with it? You know, would you just spend it? Would you sell it? Would you not give a sh- crap? <laughs> I don't want to give any Satoshis in my mouth. <laughs> you're not on the hook, man. I'm not on the hook. No, no, you're good. It's just me. That's, a, that's like a whole thing I'm doing this year. Would I, would I not care? Like, and I found that a lot of people would just save it. Um, and some people would spend it. So I was just building the incentives for, for like Oshi before, you know, jumping in full force. I was like doing a lot of market research, like just real, like grassroots, organic market research style. Can you, because it hasn't really been brought up until just now, can you give us a breakdown of what, what Oshi is, what is, what it is you're working on? Yeah, I would say, um, it's, it's a hyper verticalized local promotions marketplace that's built on or uses lightning as the payments infrastructure underlying it. Um, it's very Groupon like if you, you guys are familiar with Groupon. So businesses typically have a discount on a particular item. And then, you know, we turn that into sats back. So if they want to do 10% off, we turn that into 10% Bitcoin back, you know, sats back rewards. Um, and it's, it's hyper-verticalized, you know, we say, uh, is because there's not only the needs of the business uh, are being met in a variety of ways. They can reach new customers. Um, they can save on processing fees. They get no chargebacks. They can issue rewards uh, in interesting ways. And they can just promote their business. I don't know if I've already said that. They can just promote their business in more interesting ways because whenever you have final settlement, you can do things with the money that you can't otherwise do in the traditional world unless you're a larger corporation that has your own special, uh, you know, incentive structure for rewards and cash back and all that. So additionally, we satisfy the consumer demand. So we have people and, and then it'll inevitably be more and more people all over the world that will crave Bitcoin. They will want Bitcoin and want exposure to Bitcoin and they'll want it in the easiest way possible. And it's really effective to say you can just shop local and support your local businesses and earn Bitcoin rewards earn free Bitcoin for doing so. Uh, and then thirdly, I know where you're about to go with this and I just want to say this is, this is my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> so, th- so thirdly, um, we almost turned it into this gig economy like feature where we use you know, lightning as like a streaming sats mechanism to pay the Bitcoin evangelists that are trying to usher in this new Bitcoin circular economy uh, you know, just into their own communities. So if it's almost turns every single user of the app into uh, an affiliate marketer for their local community and their businesses. So they can actually earn sats as commission for every purchase that someone they referred makes. Uh, and every business that they onboard, they'll actually receive a commission for every sale that businesses makes, uh, that business makes through the OSHI app as well. Um, and I just think that 
takes this whole thing uh, to the next level because what, here, here's something that I, I've kind of been thinking about just real quick. No, keep going. I love it all. <laughs> yeah, so it's basically like, you know, what Lightning does, um, you know, Visa, MasterCard, all the payment processors, whatever, the payment processing cost has just become this cost of doing business for, for these businesses. Like you swipe the card, they're going to charge you two, three, four, five percent, whatever, just depending on the cost of the item. It's more expensive um, online if you process that payment online than it is swiping the card in store. Um, so Lightning effectively does that instantly and near free. So everything that Visa and MasterCard and the payment processors and financial intermediaries have built their business model on, it's now going to be free. So we're going to take that and provide value to the businesses, um, you know, so they get to keep what they already have, the payment processing, uh, which is near free using Lightning, but now they can add value on top of that. It's like an arbitrage of, of the current financial system. And then additionally, we take what many Bitcoiners are already willing to do for free, which is try to orange pill everyone in their community and they do until they're blue in the face. Now we give them an opportunity to monetize off of that. Uh, so we think that is just this match made in heaven uh, for both the businesses, the users, uh, the evangelists. And we're hoping, and we're <laughs> what we've seen so far, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty transformative. Uh, there's no question about it, dude. I know an army of plebs who are like uncertain what they're doing with like their fiat jobs, vaccines and all of the craziness going on in the world. It's like, there's a hundred million different reasons why like everyday plebs are like looking for opportunities in Bitcoin. And this one, it's like such a no brainer. Like, as you said, we're, we're doing it till we're blue in the face anyways. It's like, if you are even semi remotely interested in Bitcoin, I've got like the next four hours to sit down and talk to you. And if I can turn that four hour conversation into I'm getting paid in Bitcoin, I know for sure an army of plebs are out there waiting to get involved in that model. And that is amazing. No, dude, the fact that we're speaking the same language is right. amazing because I like, like he's like, it's just weird. Like, cause you're over there, we're over here. And it's like, everybody's, everybody's thinking the same thing. And that's just, it's in the, right. yeah. It's just, oh, we all, we all know, yeah, I guess. I wanted to tell you guys this. Um, so the businesses that I've onboarded, I've actually found it far easier to onboard them mm -hmm. by just saying, you might only have like a tenth of your percent or a percent of your sales 
and Bitcoin through this app, right? Right. Like for now, at least, let's say. Right. Just, just keep it as Bitcoin. Right. And they're like, you told me okay. about that the first time we talked, and I 100% agree. Yeah, they're it's like, like, okay, I started like really pushing for that harder now. Half a percent. What and is now, half a percent? And then? now they're like more into that, and because I, I can sign them up on OpenNode in like 15 minutes. And then, you, this and then the again, and then again, that. then he goes, we'll he goes and talks to these businesses. Did you call the girlfriend yet? And he gets a commission. It was like that. The text no, message. I literally like told her. I literally told her <laughs> this morning. We need to move her. She's like, I know. I was just talking about that with her mom. I'm like, yeah, we need to move her. <laughs> yeah, dude. She's like, there's a lot across the street. <laughs> I was like, we should probably move her. So tell us what's happening in, in Reading. Like I saw that you have the Oshi app and then it's it's working, dude. Like it's pretty cool. Yeah. Like and then I saw some El Salvador stuff and I was like, dude, I want to go to El Salvador and try yeah. this pizza. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, like tell us about how it's working in the community. Yeah. So uh, you know, we recently I, I had been hitting the streets uh in my community. And like I just want to say, like, I'm just a normal guy. I don't want people to think like, oh, like, well, you, you know. I don't know, you did something that I couldn't do. And now like you have your city like using it and like supporting you with it. And, you know, I just started talking. I did like a pitch, a pitch breakfast in my community. I'm like, hey, I got this cool idea for an app. And the very day I gave this, it was uh, like, I don't know, 2020, like April or whatever. Anyway, the price of Bitcoin dropped like 50% like <laughs> while I was giving my, <laughs> you know, and I'm less like more bullish than ever. I don't care. Like it doesn't matter. This, the network is still going to do profound things. It doesn't matter what the asset value is. Like this thing is going to like yeah. do some incredible things. TikTok next block. TikTok next block. I mean, it's still working great. I mean, so, you know, so they um, just had a little bit of community support from that and just kind of building on the idea. And um, eventually, you know, the city was kind of like, hey, like we want to um, like, tell us how everything's going with this. Like we're really interested in it. We want to be like, forget Miami, like we want Reading to be like this Bitcoin, you know, haven, you know? And, and I'm like, okay, like, yeah, we're, we'll do it. You know, let's, we're still working hard. Like, let's do it. And anyway, I just started hitting the streets and going from business to business, to business, to business, like, <laughs> you know, talking with, and it's really hard getting in touch with business owners right now, by the way, like it's times are, times are tough for them, like staffing and everything. But Eventually, you know, we mustered up 17 businesses that are now accepting uh, Bitcoin for in a, in a group on like style at this point. However, um, we've onboarded almost all of them uh, with OpenNode, um, which is just, you know, a way for them to easily accept Bitcoin payments for, for their goods and services and even allocate a, a percentage of that of, of that sale into Bitcoin or dollars. And ultimately... You know, I think, um, again, I, I wish that every single one of them were running their own node and their BTC pay server, but we have to start somewhere. 
And that's why OSHA as well as Node Agnostic, we're going to have support um, for, you know, we, we need to finish up our BTC Pay support. You know, we currently have support for Bitcoin Beach Wallet for people in El Salvador. Uh, but I think Kyle, you you wanted to. Uh... Well, I was uh, no, I was enjoying what you're saying. I just had a question uh, about the the support. So, like, are you looking to do more? Like, just have like a whole bunch of different support networks that already exist? Or, I mean, when you said Open Node, I was like wondering if there was any thought process at Oshi about just like creating your own kind of like implementation of what they could use. But yeah, I mean, I know that's a bit more complex, and there's a lot of places out there that already exist and are set up and like ready to go that maybe just implementing exactly what you're talking about is makes more sense. Yeah. Ultimately I view Oshi as, you know, just an application layer. Um, we, while we could have our own, you know, we could set up, uh, essentially be an LSP to our businesses, which would be great, uh, at this point in time, like this early for us, it's, it makes a lot more sense for us to just kind of like say, well, you can use Voltage, right? Use Nautil Cloud. You can set up your own BTC Pay server if you want. You don't know anything about this. You barely even know what Bitcoin is and you're sure as hell not going to run your own node anytime soon. Use Open Node. It, it works great. Like, liquidity is great. Uh, you know, it works. It's a it very well-connected really well, node. Dude. Like, that's um, how we pay for this podcast, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Open so node. it works, you know, it works great. And oh, if you're in El Salvador, or really anywhere else, like use Bitcoin Beach Wallet. We provide support for them. You know, plug in your plug in your Bitcoin Beach Wallet username, and you're now a merchant on Oshi. And whenever somebody buys something from from your from your online store, you have a promotion on there, like a you know five percent back on uh, coconut water, <laughs> right? Like this guy's literally cutting it up right in front of you. And, That's awesome. You know, and, I love and, coconut uh, water like that. Yeah, so good, man, dude. it's so great. And, uh, <laughs> And so uh, I kind of feel like I got off topic on the on the question though a little bit. Um, but uh, I, I guess uh, it went really well and, and ready. Like, oh, did yeah. you find any kind of like uh, pushback or were like were people like, what is this? Or were they like kind of like fearful of it? Like, what did you what did you see? Yeah. Um, well, I guess I'll I guess I'll just first start. Like, Reading now has the number one uh, number. So the seventeen. Bitcoin accepting businesses. It's number one per capita than anywhere else in the United States. What? We got to do something about 17. that, 17. Yeah. Austin, like, where you at, Austin? Yeah, that's, what, on, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Where, where's Come everybody on, at? But, 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 well, like I but said, I have, we're going like to bring Oshi down to Austin, and that's then right. with the army of plebs that exist here, we'll be at 34 in no time. That's we right. have 81 plebs right. coming to this next meetup here. Oh, yes. I'm sure we can get 81. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Local so, businesses to do it. We yeah. get torchies and then they just all fall like dominoes. <laughs> right. That. Exactly. And so, yeah, I mean, I can get into a little bit about my experiences, these businesses and what I've learned oh, yeah. and kind of the pitch that I give. I mean, everything about Oshi is supposed to be very local. It's intended to be local, organic, grassroots. We're, we're helping the small businesses. You know, again, one big point that some businesses care about, some businesses don't, some have no idea how much they even pay in processing fees, which is surprising at times. Um, I basically say, look, every time you swipe this card, that's two, three, four, five, 10%, like I said, depending on the cost of the item, that's just getting sucked out of your economy. That's wealth just leaving your economy and for what? So you can send financial ones and zeros over the internet. Lightning does it instantly, nearly free. So what are you doing? And um, I guess kind of piggybacking a little, like what Oshi intends to do is just be an application. And we want to be like node agnostic. Like we just interoperable, businesses can use whatever they want. Uh, 
Because ultimately, that's what we want to focus on. We want to focus on the services that we can provide on top that can hopefully incentivize people enough to really kickstart the circular economy. Um, but, you know, I go to them and I'm like, look, you know, you post on social media, you know, your Instagram, your Facebook, you post on Twitter, you send email blasts that nobody reads. You know, you have a website that few people go to and you post your specials on there or you put a sign in front of your business with your special or on your door on a piece of paper. Uh, and how about we use something where people in your community can go to to find great specials and deals that you're running, that you're already running. And we just convert that to Bitcoin rewards and it saves you money and we provide you value. Um, like a coffee shop. And what do they, what do they say? I've had, I've had some where they'll be like, they have no idea how much they pay in processing fees. So it, it all just depends. So right away, they're already interested. They're like, oh yeah, like a way to get new customers or reward customers. Or, you know, we're like, yeah, we reward customers for, for shopping local with Bitcoin. It saves you money. It'll oftentimes give them more money than they're already getting from swiping the card, like most of the time. Um, so it's a win-win. And oftentimes, like I said, some of them are like, oh yeah, yeah, whatever. And you say Bitcoin and they're like gone. So I just work into it as like, it's like a Groupon. It's a Groupon. You can promote your products and services. It's free to promote. You only pay whenever you sell and whenever you do sell, it's going to cost you less than what you're already paying with Visa and MasterCard. You know, your square POS over there is charging you 2.6% plus 10 cents. And if you wanted to, you know, sell something online, it's going to cost you 2.9% plus 30 cents. So a coffee shop's an interesting one. I say, See that $3 Americano right there? Like, I just bought this. Like, I feel bad. Like, I just, I just cost you 5.6% off this $3 cup of coffee. If I were to have bought this online, it would have cost you 12.9%. And I go, how about this? How about you promote it on Oshi? You can reward your customers in Bitcoin. You can pay less in payment processing fees. Basically, we, it's all in the, baked in the cake in the app. So it's like, oh, 2.5% to promote, let's say. And it's kind of ever-changing. We're like trying to figure out like... <laughs> what makes sense and if you sell something then it costs you less and you can give your customer more and then you can save some too it all depends on the cost of the item you know if you're dealing with somebody that has a higher cost you know of, of each item they're maybe paying like 2.6 percent right or less right and, you know depending on what they're using but then you can say well when you get instant settlement and no chargebacks and you get to reward your customer you can give you know we're trying to turn every single bitcoin business in america into a modern day Bitcoin faucet, you know, where you're just distributing sats to your community in, in such a way where it's beneficial for the business and they're still like just slinging sats. Yeah. You know, so I think that, uh, you know, local spending generates community wealth and Bitcoin protects wealth communities create. And, you know, if we can get people going along on that, <laughs> That's right. The circular economy, it's going to be wild. And you know what's interesting too, like especially if you get them early on Bitcoin and then, so let's say this next big crash happens, right? And a lot of them hold Bitcoin, these small, local, you know, small, medium-sized businesses. Like imagine if they would have held Bitcoin during the April crash or March crash of last year. Right. A lot of them want to have one out of business. Right. You know? I, yeah, I'm talking to, so a big challenge with a lot of the businesses now, like going just door to door to these businesses and finding these owners, like they are slammed busy. Like 
you know, in Northern California where I'm at, Reading, right? So, I mean, they can't find people to work. They have no staff and that's everywhere is my understanding. Like places I've been, that's everywhere. And something that I've been really thinking a lot about is like, and talking with these businesses, I mean, they're offering them more pay. We'll pay them like 30% more, 20% more, whatever. And a sign-on bonus. It doesn't matter. If the government's, you know, paying you, um, even, even if it's, even if they're paying you 30% less to just have 40 hours a week to just do whatever you want, you're going to have to pay me a hell of a lot more than 30% more just to even get me to come back to work. Like double my income. So what? Like for, if, unless it's something that you really love doing, I'll stay home. Like I'll just keep working for 70% of my income and have 40 hours a week. That's so true. My local Starbucks had a sign up today that said 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. And I asked them, like, what's going on? I thought it was like a supply shortage. They're like, no, we just don't have enough people to yeah. staff. I think uh, to some extent, the conversation around like the government just like pumping money, like I, most of that's almost dried out. So like the conversation around people just staying home because the government's giving them more money than the job at this point is, I think, less relevant than it was six, eight, 10 months ago. Uh, and will continue to be less relevant unless they decide to go back into that route, which I, I'm not, not going to argue they might not. But but I think what did happen over the course of that time at home is that people really reevaluated what was important to them and what they wanted to do with their time. And a lot of people, especially in particular sectors, one of them being restaurants, realized that like the work is shit and the pay is equally shit. I'm going to try and find something better. Like even if it's only nominally better, like or I can get worse. 20% better over there and like the work is 30% less shitty, but like this restaurant wants to give me 40% more, but it's equally as shitty as I remember it before I went home. It's like, I'm not really interested. And kitchen work sucks is literally one of the worst places to be. Like restaurant work is terrible. I've, I've never met anybody who works in a restaurant who's like, yeah, I love my job. Like no one. They, they make halfway decent money, but most of them, do not love what they do. You're absolutely right. There was also one little offshoot I had based on some things you were talking about uh, with the last question. And I think it's just really interesting to bring up is that in multiple sectors of the Bitcoin industry right now, I see a kind of a model you outlined being relevant across multiple sectors, which is that like the conversation is gearing up towards, I can take what is a net negative and I can turn it into a net positive in like one or more ways. It's, it's, we're moving towards this like business model that's so easy. Like it's just gonna get easier. Like you're losing money. I can turn that into more money. All you have to do is implement this thing that takes like a few minutes to understand. It's so like it's whether such it be a no with your, like Oshi and like getting businesses on board at restaurants, or whether it be with like mining, where it's like you're flaring gas that costs you money and tax credits that like you have to pay to be non-ESG compliant. Let me hook up a box and I'll pay you for that energy. Like it's happening in sectors all around Bitcoin. And like, damn, dude, when people start realizing that the sales pitch is like you're losing money, I can make you money. Right. That is the easiest sales pitch ever. Right. And you know, it's funny. It's it's and usually like everybody makes fun of like Bitcoin maximalists and, and, and these memers online because they're like, oh, they're so mean. They're, they're always doing these things, but they literally are, pro, you know, projecting the future. Like, and there's this meme right now going online where it's like not going to make it. And that's literally what Kyle's talking about. Like, if you don't do this soon, like you're just not going to make it. Like, and 
And like these Bitcoin maximalists are telling people through memes and through like, I guess they're calling it like hurtful abuse, you know, but it's not. They're just telling them like, hey, buddy, I have red laser eyes on, but you're not going to make it if you keep like keep this up. Right. Right? Yeah, I mean, I, I go into businesses all the time and I'm just like, I realize that most of them just are not going to understand it yet. So I'm always like, that's one of my main motivators. Like, I need these businesses to understand this. And if they don't, then I need to refine my pitch to make sure I do, I'm doing my best to make sure that they understand it. Yeah. Because and, otherwise, they might not make it. And, yeah. And this, is, and this is where it's going to come back to. Like, the sales pitch is just going to keep getting easier. People are going to... I think everybody understands. Let me explain to you how you're losing money. Right. And then let me explain to you how I can turn the loss of money into a a positive right. inflow of money. Right. Are you interested? Absolutely. Because like no one likes losing money and almost everyone likes making money. So right. if you can literally walk in with a solution that earns them money by fixing a thing that's losing them money mm-hmm. and you can do that in just a, a matter of a few minutes, right. it should be a no-brainer. Yeah. And again, some people just aren't going to get it because yeah. they're going to want to get into more of the technicals. But like... Mm-hmm. The intro sales pitch of like, you're, this is where you're losing money. This is how I can turn that into a profit. Right. That should be a no-brainer. Right. And if it's not a no-brainer, then really the like, the thing like falling on your shoulders of like, I need to refine my sales pitch. Like, no, I think that's about as refined as it gets. You're losing <laughs> money. I can turn that into a profit. If you don't right. understand that, you just aren't going to make it. Yeah. Like, you're not a very good business owner. Maybe you should go back to the cubicle. Like, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I've left more than one business thinking to myself, have fun staying poor. Like, I don't know what else to, what else to tell this business owner. Like, I'm, I'm trying. Um, but I've also came back to a business that was basically like, for all intents and purposes, calling me a liar. Like, oh, I do not pay that much using Square. I'm like, yeah, you do. Like, that's, you have like a $3, like, Bucket of balls, you know, and, and like bucket of range balls, driving range balls. You know, I'm like, yeah, that's 5.6%. Oh, oh they, they didn't realize they were, they were being charged that yeah. much for $3. They thought, oh, it's only like, you know, oh, it's only like 2% or something. Oh, it's 2.6. Oh, and if you sold me that bucket of balls online, it's like 13%. If I happen to go on your online site and buy it, it's costing you. Oh, no, no, no. I, anyway, I came back like a month and a half later. She's on the app now. She's great. She's like so into it. Like she just, so sometimes people need like another touch too. And sometimes just the the wave of Bitcoin, like the tsunami that's coming in, like sometimes you just have to ride the wave too. And if you go back at a different point, maybe they got a couple more touches and they have a little more, a little better understanding. Maybe somebody they trust or respect came to them and mentioned it to them. And they go, you know, somebody just the other day was trying to get me to accept Bitcoin at my business. And I kind of like ran them off. It sounded stupid or whatever. They're like, oh, no, like, you should really look into that. You know, I come back again and she's like, yeah, let's do it. She's like the nicest, the totally changed, nicest woman. She's like, so like, you know, it's awesome. She's got like a bucket of ball and a, and a beer special on the app. And she's like giving like 20% sats back on it or something, you know. All the balls are painted orange with the Bitcoin logo on them now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. No, I think, I think one, like maybe a Bitcoiner did come in and mentioned it. But like, I think the other thing is that, again, the sales pitch can't really be any more refined. You come in and you're like, you're losing money. I can turn that into a profit. If they don't understand it, but they don't understand it because they just like haven't looked into it, then you like, they're not going to like immediately be like, like pulling it up while they're having a conversation with you, but you leave and they're like, am I paying 10%? And then you like, look and you're like, oh shit, I am paying 10%. It's like, well, the next time I see you, like I was wrong. And 
I would like to stop losing money because no one likes losing money. So it's like, again, if the sales pitch can be that refined and people are like literally just doing a nominal amount of research after you leave because you've presented the idea that you might be paying 12% for transactions that are happening online and I can turn that into 2% and I can give 4% back or 5% back to your customers, which draw customers back even further. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. It absolutely is a no-brainer. Um, but I guess kind of getting into that problem we were talking about, again, uh, kind of orange pilling them into the fact like what's really going on in their payment processing world. But, you know, I've had, um, there was this one business and I recently, I, I went in there and um, I told them, you know, hey, here's what she is. Here's what we can do. We can promote for you. You know, it saves you money and processing fees and so on. And then, you know, he was like, ah, you know, I don't know, man, you know, just, my, all my costs are going up, all my, you know, this is going up. I got to worry about all this and all this. And I'm like, I, I just told you it's going to save you money. And he's like, I know. And he's like, but I don't want to do it. I was like, okay. You know, so you get into that too. And that's the moment where we talked about a moment ago where I go, man, like, I, I guess that's, yeah, you're not going to make it. I mean, you have to adapt. Um, I'm giving you a solution uh, and I can actually get you on board in like 15 minutes and we can get this thing going and you don't even want to hear about it. So sometimes you just say the Bitcoin word and people get totally thrown off. Uh, I found out later this guy is like a, you know, kind of like an ex-banker, you know, maybe he's just not wanting to hear it. You say Bitcoin, he's like, yeah, whatever. Um, but additionally, on the flip side of that, I have a coffee shop um, that, that we onboarded and he's like the coffee OG and Reading, right? Super nice guy. Um, very like forward thinking. Uh, he was the first, first business on the app. And I go to all these different coffee shops and I'm like, oh, well, well this, you know, Stuart's doing it. And they're like, Stuart's doing it? Stuart's like, yeah, you, you know Stuart? Yeah, yeah. He like helped me get my whole coffee shop. Well, Stuart's doing it. You know, so now you get that community. Like it, is, it can be very organic. And if we're going like blanketing the U.S. and we're just like, oh, you should do it. Like no one's going to listen. But if you can go in, like in Austin, you know, in Miami, in Dallas, wherever you are, and you can slowly start getting the conversation going and get this business owner in. And guess what? Like business owners know other business owners. That's just how That's it just goes. Right. right. Especially in Austin. They're very like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We get torchies. Everything else falls. Yeah. And then you go, oh, yeah, Torchies <laughs> is on there. Oh, this, oh, we got 20 yeah. businesses in here doing it. And we got a whole, like, you know, we got how many kids go to UT? Probably 20,000, 25,000. Yeah. We got, you know, we got all these kids here in Austin um, who, you know, half of which probably own cryptocurrency of some sort. Um, and they would die to own more. Like, they would love to own more. And they're gonna we just get the drag. If we just get the drag, bro, if we just get Waterloop, yeah. it's over. It's over. <laughs> like, it's like yeah. it's over. I personally like I I get you're not wrong. If like if you get if you get torches, like all the rest falls. But like the the beauty of something like what Oshi is is that it's really it's not gonna start at something like torches because torches is no longer like a local mom and pop place. You're not gonna find the owner of torches at like a particular torches around Austin. You're just gonna find managers running right. like uh, like what's the word I'm looking for? Um, no, but I think what he's saying is like, you, you, if you tell one business, oh, but you know, Torches is doing it now too. And then Kirby Lane is like, oh, really? This is what and I'm trying to say though, is that like, it, I, you're right. As soon as Torches does it, then like every business gets it. But like, but really what you want to do is take it down to Rainy Street where like 
there's only one of this place. And like John is the owner. 100%. And the guy across the street knows John yeah. because he's a mom and pop shop that literally works across the street from John. It's way easier to start that. You you talk about it a lot. It's grassroots, man. It's like 100%. Torchies would be great because then literally other places would be like, holy shit, Torchies. But like, but it's going to be, you're going to like spend a lot of time if your first attempt is Torchies to get exactly. Torchies on board because like finding an owner, finding a local mom and pop business owner of Torchies is going to be so much more difficult. You're just going to be dealing with corporate people. I'll, I'll work on Torchies then you can work I'll, on I'll take the grassroots. <laughs> yeah. Because I really want to get sats back on like, on Torchies. Know, I'm, yeah. I'm the matador. That's like my favorite taco. <laughs> That's uh, right. Yeah. I eat the matador like at least once a month. <laughs> get sats back on the matador. Get sats back on, on the matador. Like, I mean, they might, about. so, you know, you could go to a business like that and say like, hey, I mean, I'm sure you guys run some sort of special. You got like a Taco Tuesday or something like, do you have some sort of special? Yeah. Yeah. What's the discount on that special? 10%. We turn that into 10% sets back. It's done. You know, so there, there are so many angles for businesses of all sizes. Yeah. Um, there's, yeah. there's a million, there's a million different things. I mean, something that like, let's say sixth street or, you know, oh, okay. let's, or, let's, or rainy street. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot so, of options. So let's here. say you got a bunch of bars or breweries, you know, there, right. And you could do like a combo package where all the local breweries can like kind of bundle up. So you buy like, you know, one beer from each, brewery and they all team up to give like a Dude, 15% to take uh Oshi <laughs> yeah, yeah. on the memberships how about that <laughs> they want to accept Enti- bitcoin entirely doable easy. i go knock on mark's store right now and be like hey mark you're, you're <laughs> being Oshi. <laughs> and the cool thing is like like i said as as we onboard them <laughs> to use Oshi, where it's like this specific use case of like promoting ourselves and giving sats back they're now actually onboarded to accept bitcoin payments with whatever oh, lightning service wow. provider that they that they onboarded oh, with amazing. so we're just doing like a double whammy we're like hey btc pay or give me your Give me your uh, API invoice API key, you know, open no, give me your invoice API key, Nautil Cloud, Voltage, whatever, throw me over that and then we'll just plug right in. But now you're set up to accept Bitcoin payments in a more sovereign way, self-sovereign way as well. If if you want, you, know, you can go as far as far as you want. And the, and the fees will get cheaper it's, the more self-sovereign you go. And, Mike, and then it also has that network effect too, because then they go tell their restaurant friends and then they also tell their customers and then like they're a Bitcoiner now. So now they're spreading, spreading the evangelism. And then they start making memes too. Like, dude, it exactly. does everything, bro. So check just, this. And then number go So real, real quick, just real quick. So I had a business in Reading email me the other day. They go, hey, we've been telling everybody about the app. We're going to download the app. Can you send us like our referral link? Like and print it out for us and make like something nice. We can put it on our front door. We can put it at the register so that whenever we tell customers to come in, they'll scan the QR code. And now we'll actually receive Bitcoin commission whenever they make purchases. So if our customers make a purchase that, you know, that we onboarded, make a purchase from us, we're now saving money and fees on Oshi, basically. And then additionally, like, oh, we want to go tell our other business, like you were saying, businesses can sign up their customers, put a plaque in in front of the register. Oh, yeah. Next time you come, you want to earn some free Bitcoin, use this. It helps the business save money. It helps you as a customer. It onboards everybody. You get some free Bitcoin. And so that's where we think it's going to get crazy. And we have, while we have the capability to do that now, we're still kind of working out some of the, some of the things, uh, some of the, the commissions and whatever. But we, our primary focus is for Bitcoin adoption. And we're willing to take microscopic margins to help that come to fruition. Because as that happens, the Bitcoin margins that we had made today are worth multiple times more than what they'll be worth tomorrow. So, or you see what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. A few people understand that, but like, yeah, yeah I'm on that level. Now. And I don't know yeah, if like Visa like, or MasterCard or all these other like fiat institutions can compete like that. Like, because, yeah, because they're going to try to lower their margins to zero 
you know, as low as they can go. But the amount of infrastructure that they've already built in place, right. like they, they can't afford to. Well, even if they can afford to for some period of time, like debt, let's like say. M- margin at zero in like your your institutional money that you're holding being a, literally like a, a melting ice cube, as Michael Saylor calls it. Like if you reduce your margins to zero and your money is simultaneously losing value, not a great business model. Right. If your margins are near zero, but the the chance of your money going up in value continues, or at least at the very, very minimum, like literally just holding its value. And it's that's a better, It's a better business model than zero and loss of power. Like it's a no brainer. It's unstoppable. Like it how, unstoppable. so, and, and at the very least it would start getting these non-Bitcoin companies into Bitcoin, but they would start with these really conservative allocations, which would be good for them. But you have people that are more heavily, you know, invested in more along the rabbit hole, further down the rabbit hole that understand, you know, the, the effects at play here that are going to be able to profit far better than these other companies. Just say, oh, okay, we'll just do 1% for now or, you know, maybe just two. And something that's really important for me and, and my co-founder as well, JP, like we see it as the time is now to get small businesses starting to accept Bitcoin and help them realize the beneficial things that they can achieve through leveraging Bitcoin and Lightning Network. Because if we wait too long, I don't want to wait until like all these major corporations are doing it and the businesses follow suit. I want the businesses, the small businesses, the small communities to have that far before the others. And they should. They're nimble. They're quick. They're entrepreneurs. They're taking risk. It's They're providing value to their fellow man, taking all the risk. I'm finding at least in Reading, right? That's the first one that I really targeted. Like Reading also is the number one, uh, they, they have the number one biz, new business licenses per capita and anywhere else in California. You know, these people are go-getters. These people are entrepreneurs. They're willing to take a little risk to provide value to their fellow man. It's virtuous, right? And they're also apparently willing to take a little risk on some Bitcoin to maybe take their business to the next level. I love it, Mike. Well, I, I love, Kyle, I love Kyle, the, real quick, Kyle, why did we start the Austin Bitcoin Club? Well, hold on. I'll answer that question as soon as I, I have one little caveat because it's like, <laughs> like I, I, I love everything I you love, just outlined I going know, on in Reading and I uh, no knock on Reading at all, but we, we've come to like the perfect full circle where it's like, I just need to, to remind you that like, it's now time to come to Austin because we, we have the network here where like taking what you just outlined and like plugging it into an army of plebs is the right business model. It's like, what we need now is for you to bring Oshi to Austin so we can expand that like a hundred thousand fold. It's, it's coming. Yeah, we'll see you here it's soon It's definitely enough. coming. Yeah, I mean, th- th- that was one of the, like exactly what you said, that was the main reason why we started the Austin Bitcoin Club was because we just saw that that needed to happen and it needed to be pulled away from certain powers that be, right? Right. Like it needed to be in the hands of the plebs. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's, yeah. And it, that's what that's Bitcoin what is, right? is, right? I'm tired of the conversation around corporate adoption is the only way for number go up. It's like, yeah, whatever, bro. Right. Like this is a, this is a pleb movement. It's a grassroots movement. I don't think that's going to change. Like, right. and I honestly don't want it to change. Like right. I understand that institutional adoption will help, but like we, we have the opportunity to implement both. Yeah. And, I see no reason why people shouldn't be out there pushing for as much grassroots adoption while like that's still an early stage benefit for the people who get on board. Because like eventually you are, it's going to benefit everybody who gets on board at any stage, but it exponentially benefits you more to get on now 
And we have an army of plebs who are literally like ready to do this shit. Right. And now you incentivize them to do it. You, you literally make it a potential profit model for them to go out and do what they're already doing for free. Weaponized Bitcoin evangelism. Thank you.